Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 14 of Rip City Goons. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? This is our first live Twitch stream. My first, not Tegavera's. Silas Chicanery, my co-host, has been uh, building some uh, steady momentum in the Twitch world. Um, a little bit not not a lot but you know we're we're doing it he's doing good you're doing good man so thank you so much for joining us everybody who tunes in and listens to all the episodes and uh just likes to hang out really really cool uh it's really cool to see the the data and the trends go up we actually got 2.7 thousand views on this last video uh, Facebook analytics. So that's that's a big number for us. That's huge. I've, I've never gotten that high. The show's never gotten that high. So I really appreciate everybody who's helped it um, move forward and uh, has been a part of it and the likes and all that kind of stuff. So first things first, we're going to get into the NBA. We're going to get into LeBron James coming up. And I, we talked about earlier, we thought that he was number one on the list. Turns out that he's actually number two on the all-time scorer list. Um, but he's having a hell of a season. He is currently uh, reached 10,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 10,000 assists, which is uh, unheard of. It's never been done before. So even though the Lakers are having this rough, turbulent, hard season, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're uh, he's having you know a, a career year with the numbers that he's putting up. So... I don't know. Where does that put him, you know, on the list? In the all-time? It's He's two. He will – I th look, I think he's actually number one, let's be honest. But for people like me who grew up in – you know, I born in 87, watched through the 90s, uh, I, I will always probably think it's Jordan is number one. So, you know, I've got that, like, it's nostalgia yeah. probably over truth. Because LeBron is probably better. He's also 6'9", 240-ish, and Jordan was 6'6", 210, 220. Uh, they're different players. but uh, And also, it's kind of hard to, to say because Jordan is a scorer first, right? Like, he was a defender and a scorer, but he wasn't, like, I think LeBron is an all-around maybe better player, obviously. I think based on statistics, you can see that, right? I hate the word facilitator. I hate that word, but it is because everybody says the com the comparison between LeBron and you know Jordan isn't really fair. If you want to compare guys, you can compare Kobe and Jordan because they're similar players. But you'd have to compare him more to Magic Johnson, you know, because he was a little bigger. He he facilitated the ball more, but he could score and he did go off a lot you know what i mean but lebron does that too sometimes he comes out and to be at this point in his career and still drop 50 points on people is insane everything the guy's doing is insane um but when you're looking at stuff when you're looking at overall scoring leader you know scoring list you're looking at the big big records that because everyone says well yeah jordan's the greatest but bill russell had more rings or Wilt Chamberlain did this or that. And we're, we're kind of like, eh, we're kind of impartial sport, to it. We're impartial to that a little bit, right? Because Jordan has always been, and again, look, you know, Bulls 23, you know, I, I'm a Jordan mm -hmm. guy big time. I love Michael Jordan, man. Um, 
but you know overall list lebron's got some major accomplishments that a lot of guys most most anybody doesn't can't even come close to ring lebron has been more dominant uh, than any other basketball dominant, player yeah. other than maybe bill russell right yes dominant and still uh, dominant. he's been in he's been in the finals how many years in a row I'm not uh, sure exactly. He's been to a lot. There was that. There was that. So much for the fan base. And like I said, I went to go see the Lakers because I wanted to see LeBron James in person. I wanted to see the phenomena. And it was like a, a, an aura in the building, man. When that guy dunked, um, it like sucked the air and excited me. It was weird. Because, yeah. of course, Rip City is a blazer town. But still, there's a part of everybody in that building when LeBron James dunked it just went... <gasps> right like suck the air out of the bill it was off fucking there was that time frame where essentially the finals were either golden state or lebron for like what was it seven years or eight years it was a lot i mean they he's been a lot let me close my bottom bottom line he he's a tremendous player done done so much for for the nba and done some right so yeah I yeah i mean well lebron is going to be um but like live of course i don't think i did either um i did see ai play once and that was that's you know, really awesome that, yeah i was young what was that like <laughs> uh it was interesting so <laughs> it's when i became a blazers fan honestly okay. it's it's weird uh huh. so you know i i grew up in alaska so we got to pick our teams and of course i was a Bulls fan because Jordan uh, right, and then sense. we moved we moved to Portland and Jordan had retired already but I loved Allen Iverson and so we went to a, a game with like with some family members who have lived out here for a long time and they had season tickets to the Blazers and they'd been Blazers oh, wow. fans since been Blazers fans since been Blazers fans uh, and so I was wearing my my AI Sixers jersey because I was like, yeah, I'm here to see AI. Uh, but the building, the Rose Garden made me a Blazers fan. Like being in there. Yeah, there's something it's, about it's, that building. Yeah, dude, it's magical. That like, yeah, everybody is so is so like into the Blazers over anybody else. And so you know the 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 atmosphere uh, i'd never seen that before because the only thing that i really the only other live sports in alaska that you go to are like minor league hockey and then they yeah. do they used to, i don't know if they still do it but when i was when i lived there they used to do this thing called the great alaskan shootout do you remember that that sounds familiar yeah that rings they a used bell. to bring in so so university of alaska anchorage is like a d5 fucking college right yeah but they would bring in they would invite all of these other college uh these big division 1a college uh basketball programs to come play there so i actually saw vince carter and antoine jameson playing at oh, north wow. carolina in alaska at that tournament when i was young um and uh yeah i i just um I, the, the the only other time I'd ever seen anything like that was like that was then. So when I got into the Moda Center and about halftime at the Moda Center, I was like, okay, I'm a Blazers fan. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I live here now. This is what it is. So it was a pretty interesting, um, 
it's a it's a fun building but yeah i got to see ai play and to see Never ai saw. too the energy was probably so nuts because it was ai as well well and it was the, ai and the blazer and energy season, like it was that season with scotty pippen and steve Smith, or no it was damon yeah it was Damon. oh yeah like, like, they, oh man that was i loved it a lot of people complain about that era i loved that era i loved bonds i love that era i hated the after pippen. the gerald wallace era. I, I, the gerald uh, wallace era the like the Walsh. yeah yeah i remember uh when all of that shit was going on i i was not a big fan I, but you know, you I, yeah i didn't like things that had happened along the way at the blazers because we just got hit with a string of bad luck with the injuries and we could have been better and it was just kind of like it was hard for a few years until basically aldridge and lillard hit the court together and kind of turned it mm-hmm. around you know what i mean for like a solid yeah. like we're consistently beating la sacrament we're, we're consistently winning in the west you know may, yeah. maybe not beating golden state but everybody else we're still beating you know mm-hmm. um and even golden state i think we i think we got golden state a couple of those years it was no no easy task um for them but the blazers had a thriller in brooklyn which was cool um they lost but there was some crazy footage guys just hustling jump literally jumping off the scorers tables and announcers <laughs> tables to throw inbounds back in i mean they gave brooklyn in brooklyn a run for their money which in my opinion and i'll say this is the best team on the east coast right now when Kyrie is on the court and katie is on the court they're the best team in the east and they smoked philly you know uh, yeah. they haven't even ben simmons is still resting he hasn't even gotten out on the court yet if he's healthy come playoff time that's gonna be a really hard thing to stop a brand new fresh healthy guy that you have got no film on you know what i mean well yeah film that on hurts. ben simmons you know what he's gonna do Right, but but I mean exactly, everybody knows what Ben. That you can game plan all you want, but it's hard to shoot on a guy like Ben Simmons when he's in your face. Yeah. It's hard to get the ball up and get the angle. So, um, so but they they put up a fight. Blazers have been, if nothing else, putting on a good show. I still watch for the show because these guys are trying to make it. At name this for point, they're doing. They're trying to. They're trying to make the team. At this they're point, trying to make that's the what team. we're seeing. We're seeing a bunch of kids that have this is their shot. Uh, Dame's out. They traded CJ. They've got you know almost got a couple of couple of people on the it's on the a squad, wild but like, shootout. I mean, but it's these guys just are playing who, their ass off. They're they're putting they're putting themselves on film. They're putting they're working hard and they're showing, you know, maybe the next team that that down the road, like maybe they'll get picked up for you know to come off the bench or whatever, whatever. Um, also, they're showing Chauncey, um, who's got the that heart. they deserve to. They deserve to be on this team when Dame is healthy, when Nurk comes back, when they after they have a lottery pick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So they're gonna, you know, it'll be it'll be a very interesting end of the season for them, just because they they're not they're not tanking, but they're tanking, right? It's kind of like that that year after Kobe retired in LA, right? Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah, who's gonna like, who's gonna be on this fucking? What's team going on now? Yeah. yeah. Who's gonna? Who's uh, taking the banner? And they still. Well, I guess LeBron's got it now, but uh, still seeing a lot of guys show heart, seeing a lot of guys play hard, and in team against teams like Brooklyn, you know, or these guys are the they know they're the best team, and these guys are the best of the best, and they put up a hell of a fight. So it's fun to watch, and I'm really excited about it. On the NFL front, on the football front, Tom Brady. We didn't want to call it. I'm glad we didn't because. I uh, did. I tried to. You refused. Okay. So I refused to right call there. it because I had a feeling that the guy, there's just, 
you're going to have to kill that guy to get him off the field. Someone's going to have to injure him to get him off the field. He's too... He went home, well, he can't, hung he out. He can't make... What, what was it? He can't make the divisional round of the playoffs. Right? Like, he has to not make the playoffs in order for him to retire. Because he's not going to go out on top, dude. He's going to go... He's going to, like, old gunslinger go out on his back. Um... Uh, you're gonna have to, you know, he's gonna it's have to look in that way. Season it's to, looking to that way, but I didn't want to make the call because I had a feeling, you know, I, I had a feeling there's something going on with Bruce Arians and him, and then seeing Antonio Brown. There was something going on there that I just couldn't put my finger on, but I didn't know I, it didn't feel like Tom Brady was done. It felt like he well, might no, have been done he, with that situation at that moment, but not done, done, you know, he because he was still well, playing, also think about he was still playing good football. Way. He he just finished his season when people were asking him like, "Are you coming back?" And it's like, I don't know. It'd be he just got the shit kicked out of him for what nineteen weeks plus training camp, like or twenty. There's a funny video of, of him meeting uh, uh, Ronaldo in Manchester United, mm-hmm. and they they caught his lip syncing, and he's like, you know, he asked him, Ronaldo's like, "Are you are you done or what?" Like. And Tom, you can see Tom Brady's like, oh, well, you know, and smiles. And I was like, oh, I knew it. He's coming back. Um, he's just, not, you know, the, I think he's just one of those guys. He's still, play, he's still playing at such a high level. And the rules in the NFL allow are going to allow quarterbacks specifically to play so much longer than we ever thought they could. Um yeah. I so agree. I just, yeah, yeah, I think, I think Brady, Brady might play till he's fucking 50 if he can stay in shape. I mean, who the hell knows what he's going to do? Uh, and if he's in shape and he's winning and, and he's still playing at a high level and he had his body's not breaking down, but I, I understand why you would be, you just got beat in the playoffs after 20 weeks of getting the shit kicked out of you. And even if you're not getting hit a lot in the, in the NFL is fucking hard. It's just hard to do. So I could see him being like, I don't know if I want to do this again. And then like two months later, his body's feeling a little bit better. Yeah, he's you know, going with, on his yacht hanging out with his couple kids times. And his wife. And then he's like, you know what? I think, got the itch. I yeah. think I could do this again. You know, and and I think you're gonna have that that's gonna come up a couple more times with him, probably, and absolutely with Rogers. Um but yeah, this Ugh, Brady thing Rogers. really fucked up my team, dude. This Brady thing real really fucked up my my whole offseason because that was a trade destination for Jimmy Garoppolo. And God damn. I can't get we can't give him away for a, a half a ham sandwich at this point. God damn. With all the quarterback mobility. Turns out Jimmy G is not as uh desirable as Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. You ain't come out with shit. Why you ain't come out with shit then? Who else moved? Uh Aaron Rodgers resigned. Uh, Baker Mayfield. People would rather have Baker Mayfield than fucking Jimmy G at this point. Uh, Derek Carr. They'd rather have like you can't. You, we can't give him away. <laughs> I, I think with just the, the amount of movement at the quarterback position, we're talking about franchise quarterback movement that usually doesn't happen ever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the AFC got just a facelift. AFC West got a facelift. Um, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. That's a huge, you know, we're talking not only coming into the AFC, but, you know, to the Broncos. And then we, so we don't know in Seattle what's going on. We know Baker Mayfield does not want to be in Cleveland. He wants out. And they said no. 
at this moment. I think they were waiting until they had Deshaun. They, they, now that they have him. They said, quote, unquote, they want an adult at the quarterback position. So basically, you know, it's hard to argue because OBJ with Stafford does really, really well. He's catching a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, passes, getting in the end zone. Baker Mayfield's getting hurt a lot. He's, he's blaming guys. He's one guy, you know, he's saying it's this guy's fault. It's that guy's fault. It's not me. But then I think the Browns have gotten smart, and they're saying, well, our defense is pretty good. We're competitive, but we're looking at the numbers, and you got like an 80-something quarterback rating. you got a lot of picks. Yeah. You've been hurt a lot. Then The numbers, you're at the bottom of the tier when it comes to quarterback. You're not in the upper echelon of quarterback. You no, know, and – to, to make, you know, I'm a Raiders guy. People speculate car so bad, bad, bad. He got at least a 94% quarterback rating. Baker Mayfield's got an 84. He's not even in the uh, 90s, mid 90s. You know, it's we're talking the 80s. He's a B minus student at quarterback, you know, at the end of the season. Um, and yeah, I think we all knew that, though. At that. He has, so Baker just doesn't have, uh, I don't know. It's, in, it's, in, dude, quarterback, you have to be so many things at once to be. A top level quarterback because you know Tom Brady doesn't have he's never had the biggest arm he doesn't have a Rodgers arm right Rodgers has the arm Rodgers has the accuracy Rodgers is the guy that you can put on the 40 yard line you can huck it into the end zone and hail mary and it happens all the time Brady's not really that guy he's accurate and he's careful with the ball but he also makes good decisions he makes good decisions and also can make good throws Here's the Baker difference. Baker can do neither of those things. Here's the difference. Well. Brady, when he gets the ball, he's marching you. Four here, five here, four here, ten there, four here, run, three, four. Like 20, 25 plays in a row, it feels like. He makes, that he just he makes good freaking, decisions. He just picks defenses apart. He runs them all over the place. He drives them nuts. You know, like he's a really smart general on the field. Yeah. He, Aaron Rodgers well, beats you in the one play. He can beat you on that yeah. boom, that big hammer, 50, 60 yarder that just like boom, Devontae deep, you know. Well, he's not so, gonna be hitting Devontae. So many guys, boom, cook. You know what I mean? Um Jordy Nelson, you know, like yeah. he just boom, oh, all these years he's found guys. Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings, yeah. Like old, you know, think about all the receivers that have been through there. He's had some very awesome receivers. Um and he beats you with those big, those big gun plays, like you said. That you know, and but Tom Brady will just freaking little cuts all the way down. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the red zone, it's West over. He he plays very much a West Coast offense with a big. He he will air it with out with the rhythm too, because it's like ball. boom, boom, boom. You just see the rhythm in the defense. Yeah. His eyes getting big, and they're just like, damn it, this is really happening every time. This is unreal. Yeah. I, I, God, don't pass my way. You know, mm -hmm. but. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to – so where do you think the rest of these guys are going to land? So basically so, we have Baker Mayfield available. We have Jimmy Garoppolo available. Uh, there's uh, – there's, you know, where where do you think these guys go? Um, and then on top of that, is any is there any more quarterback movement? Does Jimmy Garoppolo really have traded? to go anywhere? He doesn't have to start. Yes. No, he doesn't have to start. No, but he does. does. Really the have problem, to go so somewhere. I will tell you, you know, from – I'll tell Does you Marcus from, from Mariota from really need to go watching. somewhere? You know, like, where, do they no, really need to go? He where do they need there. to go? You know, should he be the starter? Actually, I would like to have Marcus Mariota on the on the Niners as the backup. That would be Trey a cool. Lance. That'd be a cool thing. Gar uh, Garoppolo has to go, and only well, because it splits right the there. locker room keeping him. 
So, uh, Jimmy, the problem with Jimmy keeping Jimmy on the on the team is that there's so many people on in the locker room loyal to him. So when you have George Kittle and uh, and other and both and these other kind of the leaders of the team um, believing fully in Jimmy, um, it's it's harder to uh, it's hard for it's hard to have a rookie or a second year guy come in and take over the team when he's still there. Um, the hope is that we can trade him. I'll take a ham sandwich or a third round pick or a fourth round pick or whatever. But he splits the the long and short of the the answer is he splits the locker room. Him being there, people believe in him. That's why he was able. That's why see, he, like I see him. He's Samuel, a part of the locker room. He's a part of the culture. People like him, and I I see that as a benefit in the locker room and i get that he wants to make money it's and he a wants downside to start, but i don't see if him he's starting, starting anywhere i no, 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 no. see kaepernick coming to seattle and starting before them getting jimmy g and starting well yeah you know what i mean i see a lot of crazy well they're not things. gonna take jimmy 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 well so pittsburgh still needs a quarterback he's still on a big though. contract though isn't he i mean he's like, i still he think costs a lot of money right jimmy I mean, yeah well he's on the last year of a big contract okay so on the last year of a big contract okay i think well, he should honestly I think I think he makes the most sense in Pittsburgh. They're they're in a they're in flux. He'll get you I, I like to the Trubisky. playoffs, which is all Michael Thomas. I like Trubisky and in Pittsburgh. I think I want to I want to see that. I want to see it. Sucks, no, dude. I think Chicago was sucking, and I think the leadership in Chicago was sucking, and the coaching was sucking, and they yeah. you know he was doing really well, and he seemed like a good fit for the Bears, and then it turned into. Uh, a shit show with the coach and the quarterback and the guy can't make a decision and he's benching him and starting this guy and then they get a, a rookie. I mean, it was just a mess, the whole thing. He never had an honest crack at it. You got to let a young guy make mistakes. He didn't get awarded that opportunity. They took his confidence, broke him down, benched him and got rid of him. You know what I mean? And so Pittsburgh is a little different at the quarterback position. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been the best quarterback for a long time, but they handle the quarterback position as they should in Pittsburgh. It's a good he was franchise. A, he was effective up until this year. This year he they was made the playoffs. Really bad. They made the playoffs. Right, barely, but, but he they made the playoffs. The team, I know. and it's yeah. it's a, that's the thing about the NFL. It's a team's. The football is a team sport, just like basketball is a team sport, um, and baseball is a team sport. Like you can't like. It doesn't matter if you are the best player in the NFL at a given position because if your team is trash, you're not going to get there. Jimmy is fine. He's an adequate quarterback. The problem with him being in the locker room is that he does split. He absolutely splits. Why make a change? Why make a change? You made it so far on the playoffs. You made it so far. One game away? One game away? He's injured. One game friend. away. That's literally all it Twice. was. But so here's the thing. Kyle That's... Shanahan has been the head coach. Just check this out. Kyle Shanahan has been the head coach in San Francisco for five years. Of those okay. five years, Jimmy's been hurt for three. Those three years, they went like four and 12, six and 10. Yeah. And uh, they were fucking bad. The, the years he was in, they were able to scheme for him and people were playing for him. And... He was better than Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, certainly. Uh, he's above average at quarterback, which is when you have a run-first team with super talented receivers and super talented tight ends and a great defense. Average quarterback's all you really need. That's Just what's barely there above already. Average. 
but it's, the thing is, is, is there is, the, but they have the ability with Trey Lance to have more, right? There's upside right. to Trey Lance. So you, you, we know you, who Jimmy is. You let Jimmy hang out and retire if he wants to. If he wants out, let him out. Who cares? He wants to go start somewhere. Dude. I know, but he thinks he's a starting well, caliber quarterback. Well, he's in this. Well, and right he now. may be. Who knows? Well, I would. Somewhere. I personally, I take Jimmy G over uh, uh, Baker Mayfield all day. Absolutely. Yeah. All day. All day. I even take Jimmy G over Kaepernick. You know, because Kaepernick's been out for a little while. We don't know what's going on with him on the field. You know, we don't know what yeah. that's going to look like at this point. Um, I thought you were talking about prime Kaepernick when he was in the league. I was like, you're no, 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 that, but that was mind. years ago. That was years ago. So no, I know. I thought you were talking don't about know what Jimmy we're getting, over him. Though. But I trust me, I like Kaepernick's leadership abilities and his his athleticism, and he he's ballsy on the field. I'll give him that. Yeah. He goes, he runs, dude. I, I remember that guy running like a gazelle. Everybody chasing him, you know, and him he's just like he's a fighter. Shit. He just fights hard on the field. So I, that's a heart of a team. That's what you want on the field yeah i see but, i mean look, but jimmy g's would, been yeah. playing and he's been going through the motions and he's been getting really really close to the super bowl and so it is hard to argue because at the end of the day forget all the rest of it where did you end and he ended on the doorstep of the super bowl this year and beat green bay in green bay the big money guys Devontae adams right. biggest wide receiver contract uh aaron Rodgers, biggest quarterback contract right they at home and these mm-hmm. guys came in and did it, and by a field, it was a. Oh, I love that game, dude. Beautiful. That that's. I gotta tell you, as best, a Forty ers fan, so I great. fucking hated it. I get why it was fun for other people. I fucking. Hated I love every. I hated of that, that as game, much man. as you hated the seven, week seventeen matchup between the Chargers and the Raiders. That's how much I fucking hated that game. It's hard as a Raiders fan to watch the Chargers because they are always good. And they're always we're always equal with them basically talent wise, it seems. And a lot of time we get bested by the Chargers. The Chargers do well. That's what I'm saying is that week 17 matchup, remember we were texting while that game was happening. Yeah. As I was watching it. Yeah, and I was you were a heart watching. Attack. Yeah. And yeah, I felt the same goddamn way. I was screaming about that block punt because I couldn't believe it was happening. Yeah. But I don't know. I, let's, so let's 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 try to kind of put a pin in this. So where, what what do we think is going to happen? You think Jimmy is not going to move? You think he's not going to? They they don't. He doesn't have a trademark. I think. Ma- I, look, I think maybe, maybe. I think maybe he gets moved. Uh, but I have no idea where. I can't even make a prediction because the off season has been so crazy this year at these mm-hmm. skilled positions that I don't even. My head is spinning with the amount of movement that's going on. It's something different every day. Every day is new move, you know, big move. Well, and it's big movement too. It's, uh, it's Von Miller Adams. to Buffalo. Von Miller to Buffalo. Okay, yeah. we got Juju uh, to the Chiefs. Right, that's a huge thing. Uh, Matthew, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew, sorry, in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right, the Honey Badger, um, and Deshaun Watson, probably the biggest. You know, this is a quarterback that the guy was in trouble. Seems like he's getting out of trouble. And wants to, to be make, fair, he you know, twenty-two want, civil lawsuits brought. That no criminal charges. Twenty-two civil lawsuits. No criminal charges, but that's a dude. Paid, that's a big distraction. But we already know. I, I don't care about any of that. Whatever I'm talking was about going the on distraction in was was bad, dude. And I'm talking about real bad, Houston, like dude. Setups and backdoor handshakes and conspiracies and racism. Like we have no idea. Houston just yeah. whatever's going on back there. It just 
not working, mm-hmm. and it hasn't worked since uh, Adrian Foster would be the last time I thought that Houston. Arian Foster, Arian Matt Foster. Schaub, and Arian Foster. Yeah, yeah. they were a, they were a good. That, that's when it was healthy. Right now, it's not healthy, and I don't think anybody. You know, take Baker Mayfield to Houston. He's an Oklahoma Sooner, close enough to Texas. You know, take you know, him to Houston. But don't they hate each other? Doesn't Texas hate Oklahoma? Well, sure, but they, you know, it's friendly competition. You know, they're neighbors. They knock heads all the time. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of the I last. That's the place. last. That's the last place, right? It's either Baker. They, or I don't know Jimmy who they're going to run. You know, Houston. That's basically what you're. Who's gonna Houston going to run? Or, well, it's either going to be Jimmy or Baker at this point. Those are the only two quarterbacks left. So right. The, or draft, but there's that's the thing about that's why there's been so much like historic amounts of quarterback movement in this offseason is this is the first time that there isn't like a one two like a, a a quarterback that you can draft in the first round and feel comfortable that they can start week one. This is like the first time in Which my lifetime I can remember because you've that had ever you know you've had Joe Burrow you've had Baker Mayfield we had Cam Newton we had you know there's Kyrie, always a, or Kyle Kyler Murray uh, there's always there a, a guy Andrew Luck Robert Griffin yeah there there's a, always those, a guy yeah. but it's and that's been, the thing is there isn't this year like Trevor Lawrence there hasn't the, been and no one's there's no like clear cut quarterback so because of that teams don't have they don't have a guy that they're gonna go like. You know, I can draft this guy in the third, in the second round, or the first round, or whatever. So you have to shore up your quarterback position, and usually you would do that through the draft. But there isn't anybody this year, so there's a lot of like panic movement, um, and that's why you see. There's that's nobody why that's, that's ready right this moment. There's nobody that's as far ready as we know. Right there probably moment. is. I mean, Russell Wilson was a third round pick that nobody thought was going to start. They, they that same year that they drafted Russell Wilson, uh, they brought in Matt Flynn. Remember that? He was like the Packers backup. He played one game and threw for like 700 yards in garbage time. It was some ridiculous thing years ago. And they brought him into Seattle along with another guy. And Russell Wilson was drafted and he ended up winning the starting role job and never gave it up. However, Russell Wilson was playing at Wisconsin and I get to Pac-12 football doesn't get a lot of representation, but he was kicking ass. And I remember, right? Wisconsin's big time. Okay. I stand corrected. Whatever. The Pac-12, the Pac-12 brought in Russell Utah and Colorado. He that was a big okay. football game. Yep. That was a big game, and that was like it might have been the Chip Kelly days, if I if I if I'm correct. It must have been actually, because this was, that. you know, prior to the what when they went to the Super Bowl, 2012, 2013, something like that. Yeah, it was definitely. Chip He'd Kelly. already been playing a year, a couple years after you know up to that. So Russell Wilson came in the league right about the same time as year. Mariota. Yeah, he played his rookie year, Russell Wilson. Mariota yeah. came after him. Yeah, just they, right after. Maybe either after, like right or maybe after. it was Mariota that played him. No, Mariota played Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, he played anyway, the third string quarterback. We're talking big football games. So, Russell Wilson, yeah. yeah, you could say underdog, but I saw that guy slinging it in big bowl games on national TV. I only Wisconsin. say that because he was a third round pick. That's all. That's the only reason I Against say that. Against a very, very good ducks team that year colin, very, so another another example would be colin kaepernick in the second round right there's gonna be somebody yeah he came out of what this, vegas he came out he of was, like uni- yeah university of las vegas north vegas or yeah something, something well weird. then there's tony romo came out of eastern illinois so did jimmy garoppolo garoppolo got drafted uh tony romo didn't tony romo is an undrafted free agent um so there are there will some there will be a quarterback 
I I'm sure of it in this draft class that somebody picks that ends yeah. up being a superstar or at least a serviceable backup Some. somewhere, right? Yeah. But there isn't a clear cut Trevor Lawrence. There isn't a clear cut, uh, you know, Mariota versus Jameis Winston. There isn't a clear cut Andrew Luck or Robert Griffin the third. There isn't a clear cut like this is the first overall pick, this is the second overall pick, or this is like the fifth overall. This is the best quarterback in the draft. There isn't one. Yeah. Uh, there, there probably is, but it's like a third round guy or second round, maybe even a fourth round guy. So that's why you're seeing all this movement back to the original thing. You're seeing all of this big quarterback movement because they can't find, they're not seeing it in the draft where they usually would. Yes. So they're having to go somewhere and, else. They and just to, just to cap off, just to cap everything off with the NFL, before we move on to our next subject is Fresno State reunites Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. The bromance continues, and in a big heated AFC West thing. But it, gosh, that just tipped the scales a bit for us. I felt I was just like, okay, watching that old it footage definitely, between them guys. Raider Nation, I'm here. It's real. Um, I've been seeing some of the reactions. I saw some live reactions from a couple people, a couple local. Uh, podcasts and stuff like that, some video podcasts where people were reporting some Raider stuff and then I saw one of the guys saw it on there just seeing me and my buddy were watching it yesterday seeing that, they probably think that, that you know, I would see it and not care but that stuff means a lot just just seeing how, how people react to that type of stuff because, um, you know, obviously I'm excited, I know the team is excited but to see the, the community and you know, the rest of the world, I was out golfing yesterday and there's some Raider fans on the course and they're just losing it, like different than if it was Two weeks ago, I don't know. They see me, you know, for the Packers, and they're excited. But being back home, and you know, a lot of people in Cali are obviously Raider fans as well. So um, it's it's real. So I'm excited. I'm ready to get to work, and, and we're gonna do this thing. Just it definitely puts cool. you ahead of mashup videos with Denver. Aaron Rodgers passes and Derek. I mean, holy moly! I saw that. I was like, whoa! There's New Jersey alert, right? New Jersey mm-hmm. alert in town. So either way. Really excited. Well, now we know why he bought that house, that that twelve million dollar house, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, because he never intended to ever sign with Green Bay. They offered more money, I think, but he turned it down because he wants to play with Carr in Vegas, and they respected that and let him well, go they, because yeah, they're they a good organization, and that's what you do. If a guy wants to go, you let him go. You don't force him. They they tried to play a little hardball with him, I think, at first, but then finally just decided, you know, what's worse, having a the highest paid receiver sitting on the sideline unhappy not playing ball mm-hmm. with you know that's just going to be a mess or the draft capital or whatever you're better I'm off sure just they getting have, another guy you know they to, to come in. so they're gonna get something they out got of they got a first round draft pick in a second i believe from us so that's they, pretty they, that's a pretty good pretty good and we we paid out the ass for him so you know right. i'm excited to see it though um ncaa since we we're talking about that it's March Madness. We don't usually talk a whole bunch of college basketball because I don't think anybody really gets ex- excited up until, you know, uh, until March for college basketball anyway. Yeah. Uh, but number eight, North Carolina beats number one, Baylor. So first upset that, that, that came across my board reading about March Madness. So cool. The University of North Carolina, Michael Jordan. I mean, my thing with North Vince Carolina Carter is went there too, I think. Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson both went there. Yeah, I love, uh, that was the thing when I when I was a fan of college basketball, I was a fan of North Carolina. Yeah, um, great colors. Yeah, I mean, white, the white that was and the blue. second. The, I well, I mean that baby blue tart, that Tar Heel so, blue man. Yeah, so uh, nice. 
But yeah, I mean, well, that's the that's the big, you know, eight to one upset. But the big upset is the fifteen to two upset, which is St. Peter's beating Kentucky, busting yeah. people's fucking brackets. And Iowa got beat too, and that busted a shitload of. I would have never thought brackets. Kentucky would have went out that early. I would have lost on that too if I was a betting man, yeah. you know. Uh, and Coach K yeah. retires from uh, Duke. That's huge. That's a big well, deal. Well, he's retiring. This is his very last year. And we were talking about this uh, the other day, or maybe earlier today. Um, coach K, uh, first of all, he's the coach of one of my favorite basketball players of all time that everybody else fucking hates, Christian Leitner. Uh, he also coached uh, Grant Hill. Yeah, Grant uh, Hill. Trajan Langdon out of Alaska. We were big fans of him. Uh, I was a big fan of him when I was young. Jerry um, Stackhouse? Stackhouse might have been a Duke Blue Devil. I'm not sure, but he did. But he also was the men's, the USA men's basketball coach, the Olympic and and uh, and uh, international team coach for many years. And the amount of success he was able to have with not only just college players, but also he got pros to buy into his system as well and play well together. It was pretty remarkable because we've seen, you know, high level, uh, high level college football coaches and even some basketball coaches go to the NBA or NFL and they just can't, the skills can't translate. They don't know how to talk to adults or whatever the case may be. Right. Uh, where Coach K, Coach K was able to coach a team with Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Clyde Drexler, uh, Magic yeah. Johnson. You know, he was able to get all those. Jerry Sackhouse went to North to Carolina, by the way. So we were we were he kind of the, on track. He went to. Right? He, he was a Tar Heel. He was a Bayheim. He was a Bayheim guy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, more to he was, come. He was NC with March Madness, but uh, WWE. I don't know. There's a. It's this has been a weird. WWE. That's where we're at. WWE because Big E is walking again. They finally got him to sign up. Cody has signed. He's going back to the dark side again. I saw that. Unbelievable. What's he cooking up? Well, supposedly, I mean, he was supposed to have signed fucking a month ago. Yeah. Uh, The last, the latest I've heard is a wrestlemania match with seth rollins which actually i think will be pretty cool because i don't know if you've been paying attention to seth rollins like new gimmick but he's he's pretty fun he just he's just having the time you know what i mean he's just goofing off and shit i have not seen seth rollins actually Uh, did i I, lose you nick oh there you are no i'm still here i have not seen anything seth rollins has done recently okay cool. but that doesn't mean that i would not uh, uh not enjoy it you know what i'm saying this I think he would enjoy it because he's basically just coming out in big fur coats and dancing around. I do like big fur coats and pro wrestling. But the biggest thing, I believe, uh, and the biggest problem that we have is that Scott Hall, original member of the Outsiders, NWO creator, Razor Ramon, In Your House Era, Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, Too Sweet for TV, has passed away. Apparently relapsed uh, with uh, the booze and fell down and broke his hip and laid, laid there for a few days uh, before somebody found him, got him to the hospital. He had is surgery. That true? Yeah, this is what happened. This is the story that happened. Got to the hospital. They had to do, you know, surgery on his hip because okay. it was broken. Three heart attacks. He passes away. Family comes on life support. Um, and I'm just reading, you know, 
tweets from uh, Sean Waltman or X-Pac, Kevin Nash, um, you know, kind of updating Diamond Dallas Page, updating on kind of what's going on and uh, just sad news because he was, he was huge, man. That guy, he was one of the best storytellers. I think, innovators. Uh, I, well, so he, so his, his, The biggest thing I think he brought to the sport was guaranteed fucking money, dude. Like he got he got wrestlers fucking paid. Him and Kevin Nash jumping to WCW and 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 demanding guaranteed money and then forcing those like telling their friends like, hey, ask for guaranteed contract. Yeah. Um got that's huge. And then also like, yeah, effortlessly fucking cool dude. That this like oh man his walk the, the freaking toothpick, toothpick. Oh, the fucking ao the the toothpick and ao dude i fucking loved that guy i was such a big fan of him and nash and i love the original click um yeah i got i got a couple I of love, scott hall clips uh, that i'm gonna drop in here too you know what i mean just just a couple highlight reels because he had some yeah. memorable moments his hall of fame speech sticks out to me too Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. off dreams come true bad times don't last but bad guys do Dude, I love well the whole the whole quote is almost better. It's it's uh hard work pays off, dreams come true. Yeah. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. So um, I mean, talk about that's probably my favorite acceptance speech to the Hall of Fame because I was just so good as like that's the thing, it's like that's how good a, that guy yeah. was on the mic. We everybody dude well, we love that guy, but so good on the mic. I mean, well, we were lucky enough, you know, we didn't see him in his prime or anything. Uh, un- unfortunately, we weren't able to see him like in ring wrestle. Uh, yeah, with him and Kurt, and Henning, him and Kurt Henning when he looked like Magnum PI holding the tag team championships is a, is a probably mm-hmm. his prime of wrestling. You know what I mean? Even Razor Ramon, by the time right. he got there, he'd been doing it a while. So he was a little limited, you know, and he was still doing that ladder yeah. match with Shawn Michaels was just. Unbe- but that ladder were- match with Shawn Michaels, dude, unbelievable. Re, re- uh, redefined mm-hmm. the game, it reinvented the game, uh, and then the NWO, obviously, like, oh man, the the Monday Night Wars, he uh, essentially kicked well, off the, the Monday NWO Night Wars and rejuvenated the wrestling business for everybody. You know, re- uh, 
everyone was yeah. watching two different wrestling programs at the time if you're a fan keeping up with both and the storylines and you know the you know the internet was starting to kind of come alive at this point in time too so i remember i was in like internet forums where like you create a wrestler and like you know what i mean yep. like write stories and kind of go through these stories and the moderator picks who wins and stuff like that really cool yep. uh, era in time uh but yeah the early internet the early internet wrestling community days yeah yeah no, i mean nuts. i just remember do you remember you lived in you lived in that house off hogan uh-huh. And I came and visited you, and you, it was, dude, we were super young. It's like brand, with like 50, before 56K modems. Okay. Uh, and you were like, I was on AOL Instant Messenger, and this, and Scott, I found Scott Hall. You had some guy catfishing you, telling you he was Scott Hall, and you were like, <laughs> all about it. You're like, he won't be on right now because he's, he's at WCW. And I'm like, you know, we like fully fucking believe this shit. You're Dude, right. you want to know what's funny is later on, I actually did get a hold of Kevin Nash on Twitter. You did, yeah. And um, the flat back bump, yeah, the flat the back bump. Pump. I was giving him a little bit of shit, and he's like, he's like, well, whatever. Like, get you know, gave it right back. Yeah. But I, so I did have an intercount, not with Scott Hall, but with one of the members of yeah. the Outsiders in my later years. So that was kind of fun. Uh, probably well, like I said, we didn't ever get to see him. We didn't get to see him prime uh, or even late prime or, or WCW no. days or any of that. No, but we, we didn't did get to. get to see him and uh, Kevin Nash live in Portland at Raw. Yep. Yeah, uh, we saw everybody was, there. That was a that was, was a, a that was a crazy was, event. Yeah. yeah, and then, that was crazy because you know that that was around the same time that I went and saw the Ultimate Warrior. I saw the Rock, Stone Cold, the Ultimate Warrior, the Undertaker streak get broken at that WrestleMania. I saw. Oh yeah, crazy you were there. I WrestleMania about that. in New Orleans, man, mm -hmm. and that. And then and we also saw Hulk Hogan for his birthday or whatever that. So I saw some, mm -hmm. I got to see a lot of people that I watched growing up and continue to watch on the internet. I watch highlights and stuff from back in the day. But in AEW news, aside from the, the sad Scott Hall news, you know, uh, RIP to one of the, one of the goats of wrestling for sure. Uh, but one of the current goats is hurt right now. AEW, uh, Kenny Omega has got to have two surgeries, one, and then he's going to be evaluated in a couple of weeks. And then he's got to go back under for another surgery. And it, it, they're thinking like four months now where Kenny Omega is going to be healing and under the knife and just, you know, now I'm kind of thinking at the point, like, is Kenny Omega getting, is he, it seems like he's starting to get hurt now. You know, is he going to be, getting, he's not young, dude. I mean, that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Like when you really think about Kenny Omega, like a lot of people are just like now getting introduced to him, like me specifically, because I didn't spend a lot of time watching New Japan yeah, or any of that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people are getting kind of introduced to him now, but he's not young. He was in New Japan for years. Um, he's you know, not he, old. He reminds me of Sting in the way that he he did all this without Vince McMahon. The whole career he built. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Without Vince McMahon, and that's crazy. In this day, he did have one small stint, stint I think, in oh, really? In WWF, a long there. like one, like, like super short, like was not he just even jobbing or something like that. He like jobbed like for a couple of matches, yeah, nothing big. He uh, so, like, here's what I'll say this he's 38, um, in a combat really? sport, yeah, okay. he's 38. Wow, so he's not like How old he's is not CM young. Punk? he's not old. CM Punk's in his late 40s. 
late for, uh, late forties. Okay, but well, mid forties, no, early forties. He's forty three. If you work with guys with the right kind of matches, you can last a long time in in wrestling. It's yeah. when you wrestle Goldberg that you have an issue. You know, it's or when you wrestle this guy a, who dumped Ryback, Biggie on his head, Ryback. You know, or yeah. the guy who dumped. You know, that that's the thing in wrestling that'll put you out because most of the time they're not trying to to botch it. No one is. No, absolutely not. But when it gets botched, Seth Rollins and Sting. You know, I can't believe Sting is in his 60s. He's still jumping off the towers in the stands with the fans. That that'll be the That's last time. That's insane. That. that was it. So the funny thing about that the bump look is on it his looked, face was like nuts, dude. Dude, here's what I'll say about that bump. It looked bad, right? Yeah. Because he's a 63 year old man jumping off. But to be, I mean, it. They did it in a very safe way. It was like four tables, and there was a mat underneath. So like. They were, they were, that's the thing I like about AEW now is they'll do yeah. those big bumps, but they try to protect their guys as, as best as possible. Um, no more, you're no gonna, more man people are gonna get injured, out the cage. <laughs> oh, go, people go. are going to get injured, unfortunately. That's the, the downside of combat sports and, and sports entertainment or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, it, that's why like people hate it when people say wrestling's fake because it's it it is and it isn't it's predetermined but they are jumping off of that shit they are landing flat like you know that matt hardy talks about because he had that his finishing move for a long time was that like leg drop off the top rope yeah. he's got like fucking back problems and leg problems because he fell on his ass every night for fucking Dude. 20 years Hulk, i read hulk hogan's book hulk hogan's back is his all back is shot up. from the leg drop that's what did yeah. it over and over and over the yeah, leg drop. those little and they seems like a little bump the it's crippler the canadian crippler chris benoit from that repeated frontal headbutt, headbutt right the he frontal low that, that the destroyed deal. his mind it was like he had like a 90 year old brain function yeah in inside mm -hmm. his head from that well that was the thing with daniel bryan that's why he doesn't do the headbutt anymore Danny yeah. Ryan does that knee and I don't see does... nobody does it anymore because it, well it's... dude fucking Darby does that coffin backdrop okay well Darby's different okay Darby's I mean, got a death wish okay that guy he's got a death I saw him jump through the ropes into uh I think it was I think he's going against Alistair Black mm -hmm. I think it was Alistair Black but he did through the ropes Alistair Black like took the hit but he was going to get hit in the face with his head so he moves so Darby pretty much goes headlong into the steel, like, you know, audience barricade that's like metal and yeah. just gets up. And it's, I'm just like, that dude's trying to kill himself. You know, some <laughs> guy, he's reckless, right? That's his whole thing is he's, he's reckless. Well, he's also know? very young. Isn't Darby, yeah. Darby's like in his 20s, isn't he? Yeah, 20s are probably early 30s. I'm not, you know, I'm not 100%. He's 29. So yeah, okay. he's in his late 30s. Or he's in his late twenties, thirties, uh, and, and yeah, I mean that's just kind of what he does. Um, I don't. I, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a huge amount of. I don't. I don't know a lot about him, to be completely honest. Uh, I think he's. They call him one of the four pillars of AEW. Uh, him, Maxwell, Jacob, Freedom, Friedman. Uh, and uh, the Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara. So they're deciding that AEW is building their whole product around those four people. Uh, of course, Britt Baker is in that as well now. 
Um, so obviously he's got a lot of um, he's got a lot of support behind him. A lot of people are supporting him quite a bit. So I don't know. I see him. I mean, yeah, he's a four. He's one of the four pillars. They're building the fucking brand around him. So obviously somebody thinks he's pretty hot shit. CM Punk's what his first uh, match back was with Darby. So he probably he sees something big in him. Uh, yeah, he's got all the right cosigns, man. Sting, CM Punk, they're, they're all passing the torch to right. Darby because he might be well, that like, next guy that he well, might be that next indie, you know, doesn't go to WWE ever, doesn't ever Well, sell he doesn't out. have to go to WWE. I mean, because now there's AEW and Impact even has like a small amount of market share where you can have a decent career uh, never going to WWE. Um, you know, I think, look, I think Darby... Darby will either be the next Jeff Hardy or he'll get so injured so quickly that it'll just, it'll never, it'll be over for him too early. Right? Like, I think those are kind of your things. And I, I would actually love to see the part because the Hardys are back together. I would love to see the Hardys versus Darby Allen and Sting. How great would that match be? Oh, yeah, that's a that's like dream team. Because Sting would have to do a lot of work. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I honestly, um, I like Darby and Sammy Guevara a lot. I think they're a little reckless, and I'm worried that that's going to be a problem long term for their careers. Um, yeah. yeah, like that Spanish kind of like dude the, the Miz used awesome. to say to Daniel Bryan, like, right? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like you can well, say whatever well, you want, Miz. but yeah. There's no gentle way to say it to me. You wrestle like a coward. You wrestle like somebody who's, I, af who's afraid to get hit. Like, I, 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 wrestle, I wrestle like, like a coward. You I, wrestle like a coward. I'm the one. If I, if I were to create a wrestler who, to me, like embodies, like when I was an independent guy and I was thinking like, oh, okay, what's the soft WWE style? It would be that. WWE has transformed in the last. Hold on. You had, a, you had your chance to talk. You, you're the one that called me a coward in, in the wrestling ring. I'm the coward in the wrestling ring. Yeah. But let's talk about cowards for one second. Okay. The reason I wrestle the way I wrestle is because I can do it day in and day out all the time for 10 plus years. I have never, never in my career ever have been injured. I don't get injured for six months to a year. I am here each and every week. You sit there and call me a coward? Yeah. I'm the coward. Wait, let me tell you about a coward. Let me tell you about a guy who tells his WWE fans, the people that he loves, that he will be back. He promises them. I promise you, I will be back in one year's time to claim this title. But you didn't, Daniel, did you? But I'm the coward. Okay, I'm the one that they, doesn't love if the they, fans. If they would let me come back, I would come back. Oh, if you, you would? Yeah. You would. You, you love that WWE ring. You love being wrestling. You love being right in that wrestling ring, and you love wrestling right well why don't you quit why don't you quit and go to the bingo halls with your indie okay, friends I think you need then, to huh? calm. No, that's not no, what this, that's this. Not what this show's Me about the gm have this thank you very much renee this is a great show but we're talking here i need to talk to you real quick because the fact is you're the one that calls me the coward but you're the one that doesn't get in the wwe ring again no don't you walk away from me daniel don't you walk away i'm the one that loves the fans i'm the one that loves everyone and everything you're the one that gets up 
and walks away every single time. You're the coward. I am not a coward. I am your intercontinental champion, and there's a reason I am the title. Reason making this the most relevant, prestigious title that WWE has, and I deserve okay. the respect okay. on SmackDown Live. Get that camera right here. Get that camera right here. Understand that this is day 141 of the never-ending Intercontinental Championship World Tour, and I swear to you, I promise you, it will be the most relevant title on SmackDown Live. I could care less about those little kids on, on for the tag team titles and the women's championship and the WWE championship. This is my show. My show. And I'm sick of all of you, my GM, sitting there criticizing me, calling me the coward. You're the cowards. I'm the one here, day in and day out, in that wrestling ring, beating people up. Thank you very much. Look at The Miz. He has been injured how many times? That dude is constantly on TV. Yeah. Constantly. He is never injured. He's always good to go. He's always and they working. Can always, yep. They can always trust him to hold a title if they need him to, or to be in a big name like mid-card feud. He's like one of the most trusted dudes in WWE. Yeah. Coming from what he was, which was Mike the Miz Mizanin on the road rules. Like, he was a reality kid. He made that dude, show good with the wrestling did. references. And the That's challenge, I dude, when he was on the challenge, man, he was great. But the thing is, yeah. like, he always wanted to do that, and he did. And he has made a very great career for himself, kind of being, he doesn't go off the top. He doesn't do anything crazy. He's a he's a very His good microphone guy. skills are so, they're so underrated. And I actually, I want to get so underrated. I don't know that they're underrated. I think people know exactly who he is. He, when he gets going, you see it, like, when on yeah. those old promos against John Cena. And, like, you see, like, they're like, damn, dude, you're, like, you're doing, like, good, you know, like. John Cena's yeah. like shaking his head, like, keep going. You know what I mean? John Cena, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm out mm -hmm. here every day, you know, doing his uh, his pipe bomb, yeah. but not because it's not directed towards yeah. the company. It's in the work. So it's perfect. He does good. He's got yeah. the, you know, MJF mic skills. He's got the, you know, MJF probably took a lot from The Miz too, you know, and Ric Flair. I and think, well, I think MJF, MJF. I th well, that's the thing. MJF is going to be the guy of all of them that is the most successful, and I fully believe that. I think of Darby, Sammy, uh, Jungle Boy, and him. Those are the. That's what AEW calls their four pillars, and even Britt Baker, because I think Britt Baker is the fifth. Um, if you if you isolate those five people, MJF is the best on the mic. He's the best psychologist, like ring psychologist. And he's the best, like, he's already done, right? He's already a fucking megastar. Jungle Boy, they're still working on making him a megastar. Darby is getting there with, but he still has Sting behind him. They, MJF was like, I don't need Jericho behind me anymore. Like, I love Jericho, but I don't need him around me anymore. I got it. Yeah. I can go. I will be the leader of my group now, right? Sammy just dropped out from the Jericho inner circle thing and is now doing his own thing, kind of. But he's still feuding with Jericho. So it's like, they're still, you know, they, they put MJF with CM Punk, and I think that's great. But MJF, I think, is at a point where he can run his own feud. Like, he can do his own he thing. Has he has been, the CM Punk thing. They, they, well, yeah, was, but CM Punk, that was, CM well, Punk and him were. Well, that yeah. was a lot of CM Punk, like, being like, show me what you got. Yeah, and CM Punk and he was, was awesome. He, he let MJF 
do all that and CM Punk kind of did the like I said John Cena with the Miz he kind of stepped back yeah. and said okay all right good job kid like you're doing it you know what I mean like yeah. I'm obviously going to get mine in too but I uh you're doing it you know so it's cool to see so now we're going to talk about some video games because we got a big yeah. game that's just been popping up all over my feed it's called Elden Ring and I've heard that it's really hard and <laughs> even the Te Guevara okay yeah doesn't want to get into the Elden uh, Ring, despite its popularity. So it's sparked my curiosity. So what right. is well, the, what, Why are people... Well, uh, what's, so what's, Elden Ring is is a... It's made by From Software, who made Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, Sekiro. And it's just... it's So the thing about Elden Ring and all of those games is that they are tough but fair. That's like the best way I can explain it. They're super fucking hard, but all everything is reactable. Does that make sense? Like the swing, they're gonna show, they're gonna load up their fist before they bring it down. So you know, like, okay, I can time out when this fist is coming down and then I can like dodge roll or block at the right time. Like everything is, it's super hard, but it's super fair. But there are people like fucking dude. One of the streamers I watched play it uh, was on has been on one boss for five days, five eight hour streams. One boss. Now wow. to be fair, it's the, it's the it's the like optional like hardest boss in the game. The emerald but weapon. A kind of yeah, but like dude. So not to go off on a tangent but as an adult have you tried to beat Elden, the those two the El emerald and ruby new no. no as they're a... so fucking easy are they you could that yeah so the thing was is we thought they were so fucking hard when we were kids because we didn't know how the game worked now i know how the game works i can beat ruby in three hits it's three omni slashes dude with oh, fucking wow. mind and it's over yeah it's like so anyway I, not to go too far off on that tangent but <laughs> Yeah, so Elden Ring is just, it's uh, its that big release from the big AAA developer um, that finally came out and it's open world. So it's basically like a mix between uh, Breath of the Wild, which is the newest Zelda game, the big wide open world, um, and Dark Souls, which is like a lot of people's kind of favorite but game now, But it's not multiplayer. It's so, so there is multiplayer, okay. but not like so. So you can do boss fights together, but as far as like like old style couch co-op where you and I would like run through a whole game together, yeah, it doesn't let you do that. Like it'll it'll drop you out. You can do PvP, like I can jump into yours and like try to kill you, and then you try to kill me, but then like it's over, right? It doesn't let you. So it's like, like a versus match, real quick. You don't get like. That you or you can you can so work it's not together like, to fight uh, certain uh, bosses. It's not like an MMO then. So you're not getting together with people and you're going to fight bo bosses no. yet. It might turn into nope. that later. You're not doing that at all. It might they okay. might do it later, but that doesn't. That's, that's, that's really, really weird that that, that that would be such a thing. big thing because it's a very, that's a very solitary form of play, right? Because not everybody's into verses all the time. Like people, you know, they want to play the game. They want to you know beat the bosses. Because that's what I keep saying: is these big bosses right. that these people are fighting. It's really aesthetic. Well, that's the thing. So it's like, yeah. Well, and they're so that's the thing. Is FromSoft makes really cool. They have really cool design team. The guy I can't remember his name. The director uh, of the of Demon Souls and like the 
the guy who makes all these games and like it all comes out of his head um i think it's like mizaki i want to say uh obviously does some really cool shit i mean he's and you know i've i've never actually played a from software game the only games i played one game that is considered to be a soulsborne game which is like the metroidvania type like the genre because now the genres of video games are all like another game that's like it so like a metroidvania game is like hollow knight or a game where you have to go through an area to unlock a thing and then you go back through an area you've already been in with the unlocked thing right and so that's what a metroidvania is it's like a metroid game yeah uh where soulsborns are soulsborns are are like Bloodborne, Dark Souls, or those kind of games. And the only one I played like it is called Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which is a uh, newer PS5 game, PS4 and 5, I think. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it, but it's much less difficult. Like the difficulty level is not at Souls. It's kind of like down here. Yeah. So it's like, it's more fun. I enjoyed it. So I don't know, one of these days maybe, but I'm so far behind, man. Um, <laughs> There's a lot I of stuff out, out to get a through. lot of generation. I mean, like I'm playing fucking Red Dead Redemption or Red De yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. Like that's where I'm at. It's like 2018, I think is when that game came out. And I never played it. So How how are you I'm in the middle of that on stream and I'm enjoying it. Seems like you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh so I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, I'm having people come in. I've had a couple of people I don't know kind of prop, pop in and we, we chat for a little bit. And I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, it's uh, it's cool. It was one of those things where I was I didn't think I'd always kind of thought like I could do this. This would be fun. But I never like jumped in. Or I always thought that the barrier to entry was too big. Like I only have this computer. Like I don't have all the shit I need to do it. Well, it's a da pretty I can daunting run it thing, off my laptop. man. It's fine. Yeah, it's a pretty daunting thing. Like it to... can be. Yeah, and you're putting yourself out there yeah. in a real way, and and people, you know, you're 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 putting yourself on the internet is scary. I mean, we've been doing it for <laughs> yeah. a couple of like what two months now, and it's still like still a little scary. Like I'm worried yeah. somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, your fucking take sucks," and I'm like, you know what? Um, yeah um it's really always so, it's it's kind it's of a, funny though there's all to, those fears behind way. it but then it's usually generally you know people listen and, and it's you know they they enjoy it and they have a good time doing it you know um yeah aside from the elden ring though we got a wwe 2k22 creative mode and i've seen all sorts of funny things like kanye west beating up Pete davidson some famous rappers uh throwback guys uh aw wrestlers you know i've seen you know you can create your own stage the create mm -hmm. mode has always been top notch in wrestling games, but this one in particular That's always is, the best part of the game. That's this is a cool different level. Game. Yeah, because because I remember looking up yeah. on the internet how to make different guys. People had templates, you know, put the color here, color there. Yeah. You know, unlock these pants and you can build like whoever you want. It's on a whole different level right. now than it was then. And it was Well, and even dude, did you see the the first wave of DLC characters? I have not. First no. wave of DLC. First wave has fucking Logan Paul <laughs> and MGK. Oh yeah. And so now that's, yeah. That's, and that's official that's from you, the store, right? Yeah, Those are like that's real official DLC. from WWE. Yeah. yeah, that's official from the 2K store. Uh 
Yeah, and also the gameplay looks super fun. I haven't played a wrestling game. Let's see. I can look at my uh, thing here. WWE 2K15. Fuck, that was a long time ago. That we, we might we might have to do that. I might download 22 and we might just do an episode uh or just a Twitch broadcast of just playing that it, just yeah. a stream of us uh going through the Royal Rumble or something and we can fight everybody and try to make it to the end or something like that. That would be know? fun, yeah. And maybe some tag co-op tag matches, hardcore matches, just stuff we used to play, you know, when we were kids. Yeah. And uh and then like we said, we also since we we're doing the Twitch thing now as well, you know, we want to try to get on some classics uh just want to give a shout out to uncle jim because he's giving us some shit on the internet so if he's listening and got this far you know yeah we do want to beat else yeah. we do want to beat some of these old games that we that kicked our butts when we were kids and to revisit you know what them. sucks is he beat all those fucking games uncle jim was really good was, at video games he, he was, was good really at video good. games yeah. yeah he we i i think he's i picked up first some of my some of my first video game, you know, experiences and knowledge nuggets, how to beat Mario levels and stuff like that, you know, from Uncle Jim and right. then some harder games. I remember he used to play this one game. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, uh, it almost looked like Pokemon, you know, now where you kind of walk around, but it was like in space and there's like these ships and you had to fight certain things. Huh. It's yeah, like I don't he, know. It was almost like he had a little mining truck and he would like mine through stuff and there's like uh, bosses it was it was kind of like but it was like that old there's a layout, so if like he's Pokemon listening layout. to this if he's listening to this 100 percent chance one of us will get a text about oh, yeah. what we're, that game well, i want to know he'll fucking I, remember he'll yeah. remember i mean he'll remember what it was a, a billion percent and you like switch different suits i remember like the character looked different in different parts of the game uh, weird I, I don't remember that at all like, like yeah That's like you crazy. had this bulldozer kind of tank drill machine you'd like drive it but then you'd also be like kind of metroid style like where you get mm. out and you'd like have a blaster and go around and shoot these like alien monsters i can't remember but it was really hard i could not yeah. play it very well but he i always watched him play it because he was really good at it so it was kind of cool um mm -hmm. and then you're talking about that we got to figure out what that sega game is called with the with donald duck with and the, the plungers. donald duck with the yeah. plungers we got to figure that yeah, out yeah if, if, if anybody's like listening that. to the podcast and remembers this game because I had so much fun playing that stupid game it's on your so Sega. Good. Remember the ghost castle? Uh, it was like a ghost castle. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was like super fun. It was super stupid. But you shot, he had a toilet plunger gun that you would shoot toilet plungers out as like a bullet. And then also they would stick to the walls and you could like jump on them. And like it would help you get to like different areas of yeah. the map. It was like how you got through it. And, and they I only remember, last for a little bit. They're like, blink, 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 yeah. and then they disappear. So if you got to shoot like two or three, you got to like, do, 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 you know? Yeah, you got to do it quick. It was on Sega yeah, and, for sure, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it was because that was like the same time that we were playing Aladdin and the Lion King. <laughs> Those are also really good games. <laughs> uh, so in other big video game news, uh, we got Gran Turismo 7 coming out, and that's probably my favorite car game because it's just there's so many options there's so many cars Do you like, like uh the, the style the way you move through that game is just so fun you know what i mean like you like it better than consuming. forza or have you ever played forza um you know i play a little bit of forza that's microsoft right that's xbox right. i played a yeah. little bit of that um i like i enjoyed that too i think that's good too i'm not a forza hater but i do like gran turismo a lot final fantasy 16 is pushed back and again that's uh did you see the did you watch the, the trailer for that the original one 
couple it came out like six months ago. I, I have not say. seen the sixteen trailer now. It's definitely worth watching. Uh it looks good. It kind of looks like a it might be a return to like like the PlayStation Final Fantasies. Mm. Uh where they were like a little bit a little less futuristic, but also futuristic. Like cause 15 tried to do that and it fucking failed. I think the you know what I think my problem with I'm sorry, I enjoyed 15 a lot. Um, that's fair. I thought it was fun. My I, problem with I 15. I like the fishing, I like the way it looked, I like driving, I like fighting, I like the stories, yeah. I like the characters. Um, I, I did not beat it. Fair. I did not beat it. I did not beat it. So the yeah. storyline, I didn't really get time to buy in because I had unlimited super armor and just went right. around and just fought everybody because I couldn't die. So it was right. super fun because I was just hack and slash can't die. And so it was awesome. But So I played it. I bought it day one. I played it original, like immediately before any of that stuff was out. Yes. I never, I never played any of the DLC. I think my problem with it is I'm always used to throughout the progression of a Final Fantasy game, be it six, four, five, seven, ten, whatever. There's always a progression where you're finding new characters, where you're meeting new people, where like the story evolves as like like seven, right? Final Fantasy seven, you start out and you're bombing a fucking uh, a react uh, uh, an energy reactor. And by the end of the game, you're fighting like this alien being <laughs> who's taken on the form of like this Almost old divine. fucking general. Yeah. This yeah, and there's like a fucking meteor coming down, and you have to stop it. But and you lose like, you know, you lose a character in that game, which was the first time that's ever fucking happened to me in video games. But and like, I remember, Seven is one of the greatest stories ever told right in video but so game was eight 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 so story eight. convoluted eight but very too. good and I nine was very eight. good and ten was very good they're and all, like yeah until it went to what 11, i'm saying is online, that it was yeah but then 15 didn't have that progression it was you were like the four characters were great i actually really enjoyed those four characters but there was no right. like i wasn't meeting a new character and then that character was joining my group and then i could like decide like oh i want to have prompto and ignis Noctis and this new character, or I want to have these two new characters with Gladio and and Noctis, and like I'll have like there was none of that. It was these yeah. are your four people. This is what you're doing, and you just do that. And the story was fine. I actually thought it was a lot. I I think it was I like fifteen. I do. I can't and I can't yeah. speak for eleven because I never played it. But Lamar played a lot of it. He's listening. I Shout out to Lamar. The he, MO, but he really, MMOs. he really liked. He really liked it. He actually made some money off of it. You know, making characters, oh, really? grinding. Yeah, he actually yeah. did. And um, I think he sold one for like quite a bit of money actually back in the day. But I played the first half of twelve recently, and it's so big and long, and there's so many side quests and like. 13 wasn't great and then i never played 14. so but i think that 15 i think that 16 is going to be i i'm cautiously optimistic about 16. um i'm looking forward to it for no other reason than i have played almost every final fantasy game i think the only one i haven't played honestly is two um maybe five i don't know but you know it, it'll be really fun good. to 
five, I guess, is one of the, you know, that's the thing is those like Super Nintendo ones or everybody like kind of says those or seven are their favorite. It's yeah. basically either three, four, five, six, or seven generally are people's favorites. Some people like nine, some people like 10, but those like, well, those original ones are like a lot of people's favorite. Um, so Including I don't know. Including the Batman, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson loves Final that Fantasy VII. Fell in love with the storyline as many of us did with uh, Ares or Aerith, depending, and uh, Tifa. And cried when and, she died. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that just shows we all got a little bit of Batman in us. We all got a little bit of the Batman in us. Thank you, everybody, for coming and listening <laughs> to episode 14 of the Rip City Goons. And anybody that came to the Twitch, uh, I think we're going to continue to do the Twitches. So, uh, Thanks for coming, and hopefully we can grow it and everybody can hang out. Thank you, my co-host, Tay Guevara. And we will see you next week. Hey, hey yo. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Okay,